So I think there was also this element of when I made this shift and decided that I was really going to follow my heart and create a life that I love, it also meant having the courage to actually do something that's totally was outside of the ordinary for most people I knew. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to Humanly Possible, a podcast focused on small shifts that can make epic differences in our lives and at work. I am so excited to introduce our guest, who's someone I not only admire, but I have known for quite some time now. I can finally say that because we've known each other for several years. Um, Time goes by so fast. And I'm honored to have her on the show. She's uh, another sister from another mother, Um, Zoe as a trial lawyer turned coach, entrepreneur, and learning and development professional and lifelong social justice advocate. So there's lots of little pieces there that we can pull out. Um, she is uh, passionate about bringing out the best in people and supporting people to thrive in business, leadership, and life. And uh, we met... Um, I'm talking about Zoe as if she's not here. I always love this part because it's like you get to introduce people and they have to sit there and they have to listen. And it's like, how, how cool is that? You get to actually, you know, introduce them and, and, um, and talk about them. And then you get to say hello. So hello, Zoe. Thank you so much for, for, uh, being with me here today and letting me interview you. Hi, Brian. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. We, Go back to leadership. Um, I've had now um, Lisa uh, Welchel and um, Tina um, and yourself. So we've got a little group here that we're forming on on here, and I, I'm so excited that we get to have all the all all kinds of really really interesting people. And you are one of you are just such a wonderful person, like everybody in that that whole tribe. Um, and so I love to um, dive in and talk a little bit about the things that that I know that I think everybody else would list, just love to know about you. And uh, are you ready to just dive in? Yeah, definitely ready. All right. So I'm going to go right in here. Um, what is one small thing? One thing that felt small at the time, but ended up being a big shift for you? So... Um... I'm going to take you back to the basically the moment that I decided that I was going to leave private practice uh, as a as a trial lawyer. So what felt at the time small and actually turned out to be huge was I all of a sudden came to the, this realization that I was in this in this job and career that was not right for me. Um, I realized that I had this lingering to-do list and there were certain things on the list that I loved to do and I would check off right away. And there were these other things that were just like lagging and I couldn't get them done. And I finally kind of had to take a step back and, 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 you know, got to the point of the pressing snooze on the alarm clock and wasn't really getting out of bed and excited to do my work. And so, um, I took a pause and said, okay, there's clearly something that's not working here. And so my initial thought was, 
I realized I kind of had this, the moment that it popped into my mind that private practice maybe wasn't for me, I realized it wasn't. And so my initial thought was, okay, well, before this, I did securities litigation at a bank and the bank loved me and they were going to offer me a job. So I'll just, I'll go back there and I can do that job and that'll be great. And it's kind of nine to five and it's awesome. And it, for a minute, that was kind of like, I was just going to barrel down this other track. And then I took a moment to pause and said, well, what do I actually want? Do I actually want to spend my days nine to five in a giant office tower on Bay Street in Toronto, in the middle of a concrete jungle, you know, in this kind of rat race, which for some people totally lights them up, right? Like it gets you so fired up and you're down there and you're doing the corporate thing. And for me, I was like, no, I need to have access to nature. I need to set my own schedule a little bit more. There's a lot more that I want in my life that I can't easily incorporate if I go down this path. And so I actually took a step back and said, what do I want? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my career to look like? What's important to me? And I started designing from there. And that tiny like recognition that we actually get to choose what we want our lives to look like was massive for me. It it kind of like blew my world open. So you just left your um your entire legal background or you're about to uh or you're in transition of and you're thinking about it i'm curious and i don't know if if uh i know you didn't mention this but you come from a legal family and so that has its own side of things right because this is like not just um not just leaving legal but you're leaving like a a potentially a legacy maybe behind. And so you're, I'm sure what's going through your mind is just like all of this stuff, but you're also following your purpose. Did you realize at this time, like, like which one, this one, I have to do this. And yet, um, one of my favorite moments with you and leadership is it's just going to all sort of work out. It's just going to work out. Like God will, or I don't think you should get, you just said like, it'll work out. It's going to find a way. I don't remember exactly how you put it, but it just like you're, that's always been your demeanor ever since I've known you. And, um, (laughs) was it that, was it that kind of thinking or were you not quite there yet? Um, how did that all shake out? Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't quite there yet. I love that. It was the universe will provide. (laughs) The universe will provide. (laughs) Yeah. So I wasn't quite there yet at the time. I was still very like, you know, corporate Bay Street lawyer. Um, And yeah, I knew there was, there was no doubt once I realized it, I, I, I talk to a lot of people about career transitions and I've I've come to realize that there's this point of no return and anyone who's been there will know exactly what I'm talking about and you get to this point and you realize that you can't do what you're doing anymore and you can't unknow it once you realize it like it you can't unknow it you can't unsee it and every part of your being is like rejecting it and I got there. So you're right. Totally right. It was, it was a struggle to actually come to terms with it and to tell, you know, my family and friends who were all so supportive and my firm was supportive and, you know, it was all my own stuff, but, um, yeah, I couldn't, I, 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 there was no other way forward once I knew. Um, and it, and it was, 
that was the beginning of that kind of shift where I started to realize that I create my own reality and that if what I'm looking for is, you know, a, a life where I have flexibility and I can travel and I can support people and I can help people and the things that I love to do, human connection, like, you know, all like making people better, helping people thrive, all of it, that, that those components that, that were a part of what I was doing in litigation, if, if, if that could be my whole life. And so, um, you know, I feel like we feel like it was that it was that point in time where I kind of realized that we have been con- so socially conditioned to believe that there is one way to live life. Or there are a few, right? You go to school, maybe you continue in school, maybe you don't. You become a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a carpenter, a firefighter, a police officer. Like, you know, there's kind of these set roles that exist in society and you pick one of them and then you do that thing. And then maybe you get married if you want to, maybe you have a family if you want to. And then you save for retirement and you retire and you move on to that. And that like, that's just how life goes. And, and all of a sudden I realized that's not how it has to be. And it it can be that way if that's what you're looking for. And some people are, and it can also be any way you want it to be. And you get to choose. And as soon as you start taking the risks and taking those leaps and it's like those tiny steps, you know, it's like starting to see this vision, but taking that next tiny step and that next tiny step and all of it feels kind of uncomfortable and you just keep taking those small steps. And then you end up somewhere that's more magical than you ever could have imagined because you're moving through life with intention and purpose. And so what, one of the things that I know um, was really important to you and has always been important to you is giving back. And um, you did see a lot when you were a lawyer and you saw a lot in the justice system and you saw a lot in um, how people were receiving um, uh uh, services and or like even in the in in the jail systems or as they're coming out of the jail system, you know what was there, and so you have you have a lot of insights into that, and I know that's something that you're really passionate about. Um, what do you think is there, and what's possible? What what can we do in that area to help um, create shifts that can make a difference? Yeah, I actually love that you brought that up because when we were in this leadership program that we were doing together, it was one of the things that I started talking about and thinking about was, so I really believe that for the most part, we are the greatest obstacles to anything we want. We stand in our own way. We create stories. We create whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's no way I could do it. I won't have the time. I won't have the money. I, no one will support me. Nobody is interested in this thing that I want to create, whatever it is. And then having worked with the prison population for a time in Toronto, I, I recognize that there are portions of the population for whom that isn't the case where society really is stacked against them. And so I sort of look at that and say, okay, there are two parts to it. One is like, how do we support each person, including people who have these systemic barriers to still take those steps, to still believe and hope and 
know that there is a better future for them? And also, how do we start to shift the mentality of society to say, like, we're all human and to see the humanity in in others and to actually allow all of us to grow and thrive because when we shut down these pe- these whole groups of society we're robbing everyone of the potential that they all have to contribute to a better world and you're talking about specifically the people that are coming out of out of jail yeah yeah and and have don't have a place to go or they're being shunned or what is the what is it that that um is going on yeah so um it's i mean i will i'll say it actually is both jail and the criminal justice system war generally um i've been really focused on people who are coming out of incarceration but the reality is that having a criminal record can really be a lifelong challenge and because of the way that we look at it um and because of the stigma associated with it and because it people are labeled as you know good versus bad rather than actually looking at the person um and and with with formerly incarcerated people yeah like you spend you know 10 years in jail you've done the time for better or worse and i i have a lot of issues with the way the criminal justice system works in general but let's just for now say take it at face value we've created a system where you do this act and this is your punishment but and then you do your time and then you're supposed to be done but you're never actually done because then you get out of jail or prison and now you are on parole and you have to find a place to live and you have to find a place to work and you're actually little known fact paying to be on parole and so if you don't have a job you're racking up debt in that respect and you know, society, people are looking at you in a certain way. You've just spent all this time behind bars. You don't totally know how to reintegrate into society. There aren't people out there that are really looking to help you. Like door after door after door closing and trying to still stay hopeful and positive and actually believe that there's a future for you. And that is what ends up happening is that people are robbed of hope. And it becomes so easy to reoffend to end up back in the system because it's what they know. So this is obviously you're not when you said that you were leaving uh being a lawyer, you weren't leaving the legal system. You weren't leaving this is still very much a major part of you. Yeah. Definitely the social justice component of it is a huge part of who I am and you know my life purpose is is definitely a component of it is looking at how to make this world a more equitable place where everybody gets to feel a true sense of belonging. And, and I want to, I want to talk about that because how you integrated then what happened next. Um, it's, it's fascinating because then you, the, the universe then, did bring you to your next thing and and I and I want to guide it I want to kind of go there but before we do go there there was also another kind of Kilimanjaro in your life um it was much I I think it was much younger for you um that that was another stumbling block and and um and and was tough challenging if you will um I don't want to put put words in your mouth but um uh 
what, or, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe there was a different kind of Kilimanjaro, a major mountain that you had to overcome in your life that, that also was, was tough for you, but to get to where you are today. Um, what was that for you? So when I was in late in high school, I was diagnosed with ADD and it was an interesting moment because it sort of explained a lot of things. I think for a lot of people, my parents for sure, and teachers um, who had constantly looked at me and said, like, you have so much potential, but you're so distracted. You're distracting everyone else. You're always like chatting and joking and, you know, like a bit of a class clown, just not really focused on what needed to happen. Um, And yet in the courses and subjects that I was passionate about, that was never really a problem. So um, I, I got this diagnosis. I went on medication and boom, I was like the student that everyone had always wanted me to be. And I was, you know, doing well in school and I was so focused. And, um, and so I just kind of ran with it and I didn't really think that much more about it until years later when I realized a few things. One that actually at this turning point, when I left law, I stopped taking medication and I haven't taken it since. I was on drugs to force me to pay attention to things that I wasn't actually interested in. And as soon as I focused my attention on my passions, I no longer needed it. Um, I definitely have my moments, but... Uh, and that's not to say there's anything wrong with medication. It also really helped me to create systems and structures that support me in navigating ADD. Um, but definitely there, I, I had to kind of come to terms with the fact that I, a lot of things that I was doing, I think were to prove something to someone. Like I needed to prove that I could be a lawyer. I needed to prove that I could be successful in what I was doing. And I did. And I had to do that because I spent my childhood, you know, through no fault of anyone's and only I know the best of intentions being told that I wasn't living up to my potential and that I had so much more to offer and, you know, what was I doing? And so I I spent many years really trying to prove that I could live up to my potential um, and measuring my potential in other people's teaspoons. So, um, and so I think there was also this element of when I made this shift and decided that I was really going to follow my heart and create a life that I love. um, It also meant having the courage to actually do something that's totally was outside of the ordinary for most people I knew and being able to say, yeah, I have this amazing job and career and I'm leaving it to step into the unknown and do something completely different because I know this is what's going to make me happy. And And I know it's where I'm meant to be. And what was that? It was coaching. It was entrepreneurship. It was leadership development. Um, 
I saw in when I was in practice some of the challenges that law firms face, which is not unique to the world of law. It exists in many areas um, that people who are great lawyers step into leadership roles eventually without really any leadership training um, or any sort of framework for success in that regard. And so um, younger lawyers not necessarily always getting the leadership and mentorship that they would need or deserve because this is just a void in the space. And it's something that's been looked at a lot recently and it's an area that I'm working in now. So yeah, I mean, lots of... I I think uh, one of the things that's great about my ADD, I look at it as kind of my superpower is I get bored easily. And so I have lots of things on the go and they keep me very inspired and energized to get up and do my work every day. I say like my work because it's really my life's work and it takes many different forms. But uh, yeah. You always have your hands in a, in a lot of things, not surprising. Um, and you have, um, you have retreats. You have uh, retreats with... I see on Instagram, amazing looking food. Um, oh, yeah. Like food that jumps through the screen and makes me go, why am like massive FOMO? I'm like, my God, that that is just way too far away and I need it to be over here. Yeah, we work with the most incredible chef and Christine Flynn, she's amazing. And if she could live in my house, uh, she knows this and (laughs) cook for me every day, it would be the dream of my life. Oh my God. And so you've got these retreats that you're running, that you run, and um, that's empowering. Uh, Who is it again? Really anyone um, who is looking to take their life or career to the next level, really kind of looking to find that spark, to figure out what's next, to create that vision, to get in touch with their core values, to you know come up with the life vision and then start to execute. So you have that, and then you've you've developed your leadership. Got your co- your went through coaching. We have a, both went through CTI, though I was much af- much farther after you. Um, and then uh, leadership, and then you co- were coaching people individually, and then you went back into uh, uh, legal uh, leadership and coaching. That was only like a year ago, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, building a program and doing that. And and you are an entrepreneur. You run your own business as well, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is which is uh, another thing. So it's like, am I missing anything else, or is that? Um, I think that's. I think that's it. <laughs> think and that's you have a podcast that's coming out eventually. So yeah, that, but it's it's just so um, it's so awesome to see um, see that, like see you, uh, and watch it because you have so many of these different things going and, um, and you do kind of look at all this and you go, well, let's just follow it and see where it goes. And I'm just curious, like how that, because you do kind of like follow that kind of like, we joke about this, but your sparkle, like the sparkle of like, well, that lights me up. So why wouldn't I? Yeah. And uh, honestly, that's what I do. I sit with now. I used to be quick to, I I always kind of like to try new things and I like to help people out. So I used to be quick to say yes to this and yes to that. And now when opportunities come along or when I'm thinking about something I want to pursue, I really sit with it and it has to feel super joyful and exciting. 
And if I feel that sparkle like to my core, then I will pursue it. So does your husband know that sparkle? Like when it happens, is he used to it? And does he go, uh oh, here goes? Yeah. Yeah. And I sometimes I I have kind of like different ways that I process it. Sometimes I just like will spontaneously start crying, which usually is like I'm really connected to something very truthful and real that I'm being moved by. I get moved more than the average bear. Uh, or like I move my fingers and I get really like my hands get, get going really quickly. Um, or I'll do a little dance. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's definitely obvious when I'm really excited by something. And it's like, I can't, all I can say is I'm now so out of my head and in tune with my, my body and my reaction to things that I just know. Wow. How do you, when you are, I kind of, kind of coming, I could sit and talk to you all day. So when, when we, um, when, when we, um, are in the state before that happens, um, just to kind of close this out, when we're in a state where we're, we're kind of more stuck, like before we know that and we're like, we're not sure what to do. Um, what does that look like for you? And how do you find your way to the, to the, this, the sparkle, if you will? Um, so one thing that I do and I encourage other people to do is close your eyes and visual. If if you're kind of deciding this path or that path, this thing or that thing, close your eyes. And there are a few ways to do it, but you can kind of even put your hands face up on your knees and say, like on the one side, visualize and feel the energy of that one thing, experience, whatever it is. And, and then really visualize the other and feel the energy of the other and which of those energies feels like it's calling to you. This may sound super woo, but try it. And if you get out of your head and actually just really feel into the experience, it's why visualization can be really helpful because if you're closing your eyes and you're really trying to paint a picture of it, it's hard to let the other stuff come in. So it's like live, give yourself a minute to live that experience. And then how does it feel? Perfect. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that right when we get off. (laughs) That's great. Let me know how it goes. Sweet. So um, tell everybody where they can find you or how they can reach you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram is my primary uh, mode of social media at Zoe Pallier, uh, all one word. And that's And we'll really... link to that. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll and link I to have, that. I have a website. Oh, and... It's linked through there, but it's, it's www.zoepallier.com. Okay. We'll link to both uh, on the, in the show notes so everybody knows how to find you. Thanks. And um, it has been such a joy to talk to you and make sure that everybody knows about all the ways that you approach your life and the 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 uh, um, the sparkle and and the uh, paths and the different ways of juggling uh, decisions and creating from from nothing to something or from wherever it is that they are at and and just getting unstuck and moving into that. And especially that idea of the decision-making. And I've just like, I just wanted to share you with the world. So uh, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you so much, Brian. It's always 
such a pleasure to be with you. So this has been great. Wonderful. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.